Welcome. You've turned into Rockstar Millennial Spotlight, featuring Katherine Spitznagel, professional coach, speaker, and author of the book, Rockstar Millennials, Developing the Next Generation of Leaders. On this show, we'll feature millennials who represent this high-energy, creative, and entrepreneurial generation, and spotlight Rockstar Millennials who are living their purpose, helping others, and making a difference right where they are. Please join me in welcoming our host, Katherine Spitznagel. Hi, this is Katherine Spitznagel, your host for Rockstar Millennial Podcast, and today we have a special guest with us, Dr. Jillian Bresnahan. Hi, welcome. Hello, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So tell us, you have just this incredible uh, journey <laughs> that you've been on. Um, it's yes, like three three people's careers all in all in one sort of. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about um, who you are and what you do. Okay, thank you. Uh, so my background goes back um, about fifteen or so years uh, in the healthcare field. Currently, I am uh, the vice president of medical operations uh, for Advanced Correctional Healthcare. So I oversee uh, the entire medical operations division, which is um, truly an honor. My my healthcare career started, uh, like I said, about 15 or so years ago um, as a respiratory therapist mm-hmm. um, at a tiny little hospital up in uh, Virginia, Minnesota. I was doing night shift, uh, working my working my butt off, yeah. uh, just trying to make a living, taking care of people, and um, and I ended up getting trained, um, kind of cross-trained over to sleep medicine, and my, my boss at the time had told me, hey, if you if you uh, want to do anything else with your life besides um, night shifts, uh, in this tiny hospital, uh, you, you need to get your bachelor's degree, and so um, so I took his recommendation, and I and I did that, which was um, kind of the start to my uh, my journey of education and um, and the medical field. So I did that. I got my, my bachelor's in respiratory therapy, and uh, and quickly was able to promote to managing a cardiac rehab. And uh, and while I was managing the cardiac rehab, it was just the coolest experience because uh, the patient population I had been taking care of at that time had been frequently expressing frustration with. Um, being able to get their medications refilled and uh, their practitioners being able to, to see them in a timely fashion. And so yeah. I, I decided to do some research on how I could further my education to take care of people uh, more efficiently than I than I was at the time. And um, I was fortunate enough to get accepted into a physician assistant program and um, and eventually, a few years later, was able to complete that program and, and practice uh, emergency medicine. Uh, in, yeah. in in the town that I had lived in at the time, and uh, it was uh, at that time where it was really clear to me that the emergency room workflow uh, needed improvement, and and they could do better. They, they, the patients could be served better by yeah. um, kind of doing a review and audit of of the functionality of the the workflows in the ED, and uh, and at that time. I was told by the, the physician leadership that uh, that I was just a PA and that I would never really end up doing anything within leadership and that I should just go back to my little, my little fast track area and <laughs> take care of patients. <laughs> they didn't know who they were dealing with. I know. No. I just, I, I'm grateful for it to this day because it really ignited a, a fire in me to, to, to do what I needed to do to be able to have the most impact in, in healthcare. And so I ended up... Um, 
talking to my husband and uh, we, we were deciding, okay, is, is the med school path the best pathway or, or like, do I need to be a physician or can I get a doctorate in something else that would make sense that would serve me better? And we, we ultimately decided on a, a business admin degree um, for, the, for that doctorate program. And so I, I applied, I did the program and uh, very quickly escalated into corporate leadership. Uh, where I had uh, a work from home position and uh, had done that for a handful of years, and it was it was good, but it wasn't patient care. Yeah, and um, you missed so that. I had received this just random email out of nowhere from Advanced Correctional Healthcare asking if I wanted to pick up a tiny jail up in northern Wisconsin, and uh, and I thought that sounded interesting and a way to help out and see patients, and so I did that. And we should pause and here and say just because you just flew through this, but. Correctional, yeah, correctional yeah. means you're in a jail. You're working jail. in jail. So this isn't yeah. your normal. This is not community not, medicine. Not normal answer. community medicine. And so, right. yeah, yeah, you just went from one to another to another. And it was like, or go work in a jail. Yeah, okay. And so then you it tried that. Like All right. That. Yeah. It seemed like a very unique opportunity. This patient population is, you know, extremely underserved. And so I thought, okay, this would be a really great way to. To, to satisfy that need to, to do to do patient care and take care of people, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so it was it was the neatest experience I got to tell you. So this is where I really find my path uh, to, to have taken a big um, a pivot. Uh, so I had <laughs> started in the jail. I started in the jail, and I and I you know I, I realized how much I enjoy this 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 specialty, and I ended up picking up uh, you know two jails, three jails, five jails, and uh, <laughs> and pretty soon I had. After I had gone on site uh, for uh, for an actual training, I realized that maybe I should be doing this. This is uh, this is really probably where I should be putting my efforts in uh, yeah. full time. And so again, talked to my husband and said, "I think I'm I think I'm going to email the CEO of this company and, and ask her if they need a uh, medical leadership uh, at, at any time." And uh, <laughs> so he, he fully supported it, and I did. I messaged the company, Jessica Young, and, uh, and I just said, hey, you don't know me, um, but I'm one of your practitioners that's up in, yeah. you know, northern Wisconsin. I would love to work for your leadership. And, uh, and it ended up, you know, maybe half a year later, full year later, they had the opportunity and um, invited me into the to the fold, and it's been, it's been a pretty magical experience ever since. Yeah, and I, I love the way that you just keep collecting. You collect degrees and you kind of collect careers and now you're collecting jails and you're in, you know, this administrative role and your purview just keeps uh, growing. And, and, you know, that's wonderful because you're just serving more and more people. And talk to us a little bit about this, um, these unique patients, uh, because they are, like you say, it's a very underserved market. And talk to us about what, you know, what kind of care they need and, and, and where you help them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to, to speak a little bit about what my background had been, I was trained in, in primary care and then had transitioned over to emergency medicine once I had uh, graduated. And so my, my background of, of, of my working life had been primarily in the emergency room. Um, and so when, when I crossed over to the jail and, and learned more about this patient population, it was it was a very unique hybrid of, um, you know, mismanaged uh, chronic disease states, mm-hmm. substance use disorder, and, and mental health. It was this kind of trifecta of of issues that just were desperate for help. 
Yes. And so that was what really called me. I, I, I went into this setting realizing, man, this can literally be any of us in, in this environment with just, you know, two degrees of change in our lives. And, right. and you know, we could potentially end up in this very, very challenging situation. And I think the, the environment is, is, is a hard environment to be in. And uh, having caring medical people really resonated with me. Yes. And, you know, what... What I didn't realize until I, I met uh, you and, and some of the other folks there, um, you know, you don't think of folks who are in jail as needing medical attention. Um, but like you say, so many of them are off their meds. They're in some kind of a chronic condition. Uh, they they need, yeah, yes, there's law enforcement and that's necessary but some sort of a, a medical person that is working on their behalf of here's what they need. Maybe they're diabetic and they have been without insulin for so many days. Or mm-hmm. as you know, from your heart background, uh, maybe there's a cardio, uh, cardiac issue and you're um, sort of that patient advocate and looking out for what is it they need from a medical uh, standpoint. And that's, that's very unique. And needed. Well, and I, and I have to say, uh, you know, that that is truly how I feel. But also, um, you know, my, my, my employer right now, this, that's what they hope. I mean, they, that's what they drew me in with, um, mm-hmm. taking care of patients and doing the, the right that needs to be done. Uh, mm-hmm. so I literally, the, the email I had sent Jessica that I referred to, um, that had been after I did a training. And it said, it said across the, the banner in the office, do the right thing. And and I think being in healthcare and, and after exposure to so many different um, pathways within healthcare, hearing that just plain and simple was mm-hmm. exactly what I what I wanted to do. Yeah, do the right thing. Yes. And so you have this very busy um, work life. You keep adding more and more, and your administrative uh, <laughs> VP there on the administrative side also. You work with patients as well, um, and and you have. Five children, right? I do. My husband and I have five total, uh-huh. and uh, yeah. <laughs> very, very busy household. Yeah. So, tell us about that. How in the world do you blend <laughs> these uh, careers and this uh, very high-profile um, work? And then, yeah, five children. Yeah, tell us about all that. How do you make that work? I appreciate. I appreciate you asking that. It, uh, honestly, the, the first thing I think of when I when I think of responding to this is that it's an honor. I have uh, pretty spectacular children, and um, my family, my family um, understands the, the need to be compassionate and uh, empathetic with our with our underserved population. So, my family gets it, and they, they support that. And so, uh, when I put my efforts into that, it, it's really nice to be to, to have children that can see that the that that's where our energies are going to to try to make this world a better place. And uh, and that that doesn't just apply to um, just our, our regular community. It applies, you know, it applies to, to all aspects of our community. And, and sometimes the, the correctional environment can be one that isn't spoken about very often. Right. Um, so for Absolutely. me, it's been very motivating. And uh, and like I said, it's been an honor to be able to to demonstrate work ethic and um, and empathy and caring and compassion and all of those really great qualities. I think that uh, that I would want my children to demonstrate as they as they grow into functional adults. 
Yeah, and they see it, and they see their mom doing that, and they they understand the need for it, which I and they're sort of they're more advocates. Yeah, which is absolutely which is absolutely. fun to watch. And I'm proud to say that they that each and every one of them, uh, you know, not I don't know how many people can say this. I I just know my circumstance, but uh, five children who all are some of the kindest people I've ever met is uh, I feel like my my job is my job feels very very satisfying. Yes. How wonderful. And so, uh, you know, as you're talking about that, it feels satisfying. That sounds to me like someone who's, who's living her purpose. So do you feel that way? And, and where do you see that you're making a difference? Yeah. Yeah. I love that word purpose. Um, I, I, I hope it doesn't sound cliche when I had called my husband and um, had inquired if this sounds like a, a some a direction that we, we want to go as a family. Um, I had, I had asked him, or I had shared with him that this felt like a calling, mm-hmm. um, that I had found my purpose. And so um, when I when I experienced that, this was truly one of the first times in my adult life where I had that awareness that yes. this was exactly where I was supposed to be at the right time. And, uh, and so, yes, I truly believe I have found my purpose. Yes. And so where do you see... Um, where do you see that you're making a difference? Is there, is there one patient or is there one instance that stands out in your mind and you say, I'm at the right place, the right time, just where I'm supposed to be. And I've made a difference here. I actually, I do. And I don't know again, how many people can say that, but I really do. Um, there, there were two, two moments. Um, my first one was, um, my first day at, at a site in jail and, uh, and then, uh, you know, I'd never been in the setting before. I didn't know what to expect. I was a little apprehensive. And uh, yeah. so when I had gone in, um, the, the patient reminded me very much of a family member of mine. Oh, and, boy. and for me, that was jarring because I was I had this preconceived idea of what I was going to be stepping into. And, and you know, the, the human in front of me, you know, yeah. was, was just that. It was a yeah. human who a had human. had some rough stuff happen. Yeah. And could have very well been a family member or myself and it was uh that was eye-opening for me um but uh the other the other thing that really stands out when i think of when i realized this this was important and and going to be my life um, was when i had emailed jessica the ceo when i had said hey i think i'm i think i'm supposed to be doing this and this is where uh this is where i'm at if uh if you guys have a need i think i'm supposed to be here and and it's just how so interesting how it ended up unfolding yeah, things happen for a reason. Yeah, absolutely. Truly. Yep. So, uh, what's next? What's next for you? What What are you going to take on next? I'm uh, I'm hopefully going to finish uh, my juris doctorate. I'm halfway through right now, and uh, and well, hopefully, which is law school. Hello, <laughs> I think I'll just be a doctor and a lawyer and all, and all the things. So now I think I'll just go to law school. So yeah. Tell us what made you pivot to law school and where you're going with that. Yep. Honestly, when I started in this position, um, being a being a physician assistant with a with an academic doctorate in business, I knew that I wanted to deliver as much as I could. I knew that I had more to offer, and so I had Jessica asking for a job in the leadership. I had said, "Hey, if it's valuable, I'll go to law school." Before <laughs> I really reflected on this is this something that I could definitely uh, learn from and and if it's applicable in this role that I'm hoping to get someday wonderful but if it's not still felt like the right decision to to try to get that knowledge Um, and my sister's an attorney and so I called her and I said hey what do you you think and she was just super supportive and said hey go for it if if you can find a way and and the family's on the 
you know, on the page to, to support, then let's then, then go ahead and rock it. And I, I, uh, I'm, I'm doing it. You're doing it. Yeah. And you're what? You're halfway. You're almost there. Halfway. halfway. Good on you. Not on my desk. Not yeah. on that I can <laughs> finish the course. Good on you. So tell us what encouragement do you have for other millennials? Truly, truly, I think uh, finding joy in, in the work ethic and finding your passion uh, mm-hmm. where where you can serve mm-hmm. and and really focusing on on others' needs versus self. Yeah. Uh, I think it's very rewarding once you once you're able to dig in and identify um, that there's a lot of great work that can be done and um, and doing that work is very satisfying. So mm-hmm. I would really just challenge our our millennial group to find that that space that you really want to work hard in and put your all into it. Yeah, and and it's both those. Find your purpose. Find that space that that speaks to you, just exactly that, like you've done, and then yeah, work hard. Go. Yep, there's, yeah, a, go there's, there's just a ton of opportunity out there, and not everything is for everyone. But mm-hmm. find what find what is going to be that right space for you, and just buckle in and work. Well, buckle in and work. I love that. Love you. Oh. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Um, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you. Absolutely. Uh, just keep going. And I'm going to have to circle back with you in like a year and say, okay, well, now what Now what other 14 degrees do you now have what? and what are you doing now? Yeah. <laughs> well, I would love that. Uh, call it a date in the year. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, Dr. Right. Julian. Appreciate you being with us today. Uh, thanks to our listeners. Don't miss a podcast. You can find us on rockstarmillennials.com, Apple Podcast, and iTunes. And until next time, talk soon. Share your thoughts about this episode, subscribe to future podcasts, submit a discussion topic, or shine a light on a rock star millennial in your world. Contact Catherine Spitznagel at rockstarmillennials.com and click on Contact Us.